from the Mercy One Studio. Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulus every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One studio, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I am joined by my good friend Tim Jamison again, and we are going to discuss getting out of a cycle of sin. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, Defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Had Tim Jameson on last week. Discussed hell, devils, demons, all those things. And in a related topic, today we're talking about getting out of a cycle of sin. All of us, many of us, I'm sure all of us have been in a cycle of sin, hard to get out of, uh, going to confession for the same things over and over again. And actually, the next two weeks, we're going to have this. This week with Tim Jameson, next week uh, with my friend, Father PJ McManus. So an important conversation for all of us, especially I mean, as men, uh, to think about. Uh, once we get into those, how do we break those habits? How do we break those bad habits? What can we do? Uh, so I thought I'd, I'd interview two separate people uh, and get their two different opinions on the, the topic. So we're going to head to a short break. And when we return, Tim Jamison will be with us to talk about getting out of a cycle of sin. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. My help comes you. right here Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I am joined by my good friend, Tim Jamison. And we are going to talk today about getting out of a cycle of sin. Tim Jamison, welcome to the Man Up Show. All right, great. Good to talk to you, bud. Tim, always great to talk with you. Uh, Tim has quasi-been on the show before. Uh, he's been mentioned a handful of times. He was in an interview and didn't say anything during the interview. So he's, he's like he's been on the show before, right? Something like <laughs> kind that. Of, kind of, kind of, sort of. Um, so, Tim, you are not a, an ordained Catholic priest, but I am not. Uh, you have a lot of experience 
with helping people get out of a cycle of sin. Can you share a bit of your background and, and why I would ever invite a random person onto the show to talk about getting out of a cycle of sin? Absolutely. Um, I'm like, be real honest with you. I'm just, a, I, I feel a normal guy. Um, however, for some reason, God has brought lots of people um, to me in the last five years that are struggling with one thing or another. And um, the bottom line is it's all sin. It doesn't matter if it's a large sin, a small sin. It's the, the bottom line is sin keeps us away from God. And that's the, the bottom line of it, actually. And uh, so many times people don't understand how they even find themselves in deep sin or in sin that um, could keep them away from Christ permanently. Um, you know, all the little things add up at the end of the day. And so many times we don't see that. And the reason we don't see that is uh, the evil ones, the evil snake, obviously, wants us to think that way. So, Tim, you've had a lot of experience with people coming to you. And a lot of the reason for that is I would, I would categorize it as you're, you're maybe part of the charismatic movement. You've been a part of a, you've witnessed and been a part of a lot of miracles and healings. And because of that, people have come to you because of either the healings that you've been able to, um, that God's used you for. And then secondly, uh, just the experience you've had in, in dealing with these things. And I'll make a disclaimer right off the bat that um, <laughs> as the doctor, uh, I'll say that as a doctor, your prescription is to go to confession, right? So you, oftentimes uh, you'll be the first person to say, listen, I can diagnose these things. I can help to fix them. But at the end of the day, confession is where the real healing takes place. Bingo. That couldn't be said more perfectly. Good. I'm glad I said it. Perfect. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I was the one who said it. Uh, so I want to start at the top, Tim. And I think, and I, I, I kind of feel like I want to get in the theme the next few weeks, quite frankly, on this, is just this idea of sin. I think it was so prevalent for so many generations to understand what sin was. And I feel like we've lost the sense of sin, which is one of the greatest sins we can have, which is one of the biggest uh, problems. I think you're seeing it manifest itself in society with these, with the hate you're seeing in, in, across the country, uh, the vitriol. It's people have lost this sense of what, what true sin is. And I think maybe we'll start at the top with kind of a, maybe a background uh, on sin. So uh, there are two types of sin. There's the sin of omission and the sin of commission. Tim, what are you, first off, maybe we'll do a definition on those. Uh, and then maybe what you're seeing when people come to you on those two things. Well, sure. Um, so many times people don't know what sin is, just like you mentioned a minute ago. And, you know, and the reality is that's when Satan wins, is when we can't define sin anymore because um, we don't know right from wrong, correct? Yeah. And what happens is they get so completely entrenched in their day-to-day -day life that they cannot tell um, from one to the other. So let me explain a little bit more in detail. Um, I talked to a person the other day and we were talking about some things in their lives that weren't going very well. And they wanted to know, you know, why I thought that was so. And uh, I said, well, let's just take a look at your life and see what, you know, what's going on where there's sin and there's a sin. And he simply said, well, there is no sin in my life. And so we broke it down and he didn't think, you know, that pornography was sin. He didn't think that masturbation was sin. He didn't think missing church was sin. He didn't think missing going to mass um, whenever he kind of felt like going to mass was not a sin. Um, the bottom line is they don't know what sin is. We don't know what sin is. Yeah. So it was right within that, you, you touched on both sins of omission and commission. So we'll start with the, with the omission. So not going to mass. Well, I didn't do anything right. wrong, right? I, I just, I didn't do anything. You, the problem is you didn't do anything. Um, 
so one of the famous examples would be like the last episode of Seinfeld when they don't they don't help somebody and they get in trouble for it. That's a sin of omission. You had the opportunity to do something you should have done and you did not do it. Um, and then the sin of commission is actually physically doing something. You talk about pornography. You're you're actually choosing to do something that is wrong. And I think we as as fallen people we're committing all of these sins all the time. But it's a lack of education on knowing what a sin is. And I'll get I'm excited about this. I'm going to do a, a series eventually this year sometime on the virtues. But the sin of like the, the the virtue of justice is to give someone their due. And you mentioned not going to mass on Sunday. There's nothing more due to the person who created us than to give him praise. That's why it's a mortal sin to miss mass on Sunday. Um, that's been, again, standard teaching forever, uh, that you can't miss mass on Sunday uh, because it's a, it's a mortal sin, which leads me into the next part, which is now we have this thing called venial and mortal. So this is in the Catholic worldview. Uh, we very much decided, you know, we def- decided we have defined sin into two categories. One is venial and one is mortal. A venial sin is a a sin of, of less importance uh, than a mortal sin. Still, it's still not good. It's still bad. It still separates us from God. Sin is, by definition, missing the mark. You're still missing the mark. But a mortal sin is full mental culpability and understanding, and it also has to be a very grave matter, a significant matter. Anything you want to add to that, Tim, as far as the difference between venial uh, and mortal sin? Well, yeah, obviously, like with a venial sin, a venial sin can be washed away through the grace of um, the catechism says clearly the the grace of holy water um, that is truly um, there's an ex, there's an exorcism of the salt and the water and then it's used properly and it not only takes away the venial sins but this is the part I love it takes away the temporal punishment due to sin and that is our culpability that's why we go to obviously purgatory and and even at mass um, the venial sins are forgiven during the uh, Kyrie Eleison, penitential. The penitential right at the beginning, right? Um, but but mortal sin is of a different matter. As I mentioned it has to be of grave of grave matter, which is where the sacrament of confession then comes in. We we believe that uh, it is of such serious you, you because your sin is not private, right? So the sin we have is not private. It is is always uh, that's one of the things that especially when it comes to pornography. I remember just thinking, well, pornography is it's just one person. Uh, you know, what's it matter? And well, it does matter. It matter. It has grave consequences um, for you and for uh, everyone around you and for the church. And so we, if you're, if you're sinning against the church, we need to um, forgive. We need to have that forgiven um, in order to, if I, if I, if I hurt my neighbor, I need to ask for the forgiveness. I need to make sure that I am forgiven. And that is why we go to confession for mortal sin. So, you know, I think it's important for us to have that, that, understanding uh, the difference between moral sin and why we go to confession, why an ordained priest uh, is there to help us uh, when, we, when we fall into moral sin. Tim, I'll give you the last word there on the venial moral sin. Anything else you want to add to that conversation? No, the bottom line here is that we don't know the definition between the two of them, and that's, I think, the purpose of the show today. Yeah, no, I, I think the, if there's one thing we can, I can spend many episodes, John, is just... If we can rediscover what sin is and then also the consequences of sin, and it's almost like you're almost seen as like a prude in society today if you're talking about these things. It's so old-fashioned to talk about it. Well, the problem is in not talking about it, we, we lose sight of it. And it's important because this is, this is a matter of heaven and hell. This is serious stuff. And we, the church, 
uh, this is I I'm went on pretty significantly about this in the in the episodes on Cardinal Sarah's new book, but it, this needs to be preached. People need to understand this because when it's not preached, when it's not talked about, it's brushed under the rug, and then you see what happens. And society is showing us what happens. Just look at the stats bearing out the the cycles of sin that people are, are caught in. So, Tim, uh, when we talk about, especially as a show directed towards men. What are the types of, of cycles of sin that you, you've already mentioned pornography? What are maybe some of the other ones you're seeing um, where people might not realize, or they might realize? So what are some of the examples of, of, of sin cycles that you're seeing people get trapped in? Uh, self-centered. I mean, there's so many guys that, um, you know, believe that they, they do. They work 40 hours a week. They work hard. And so therefore, they can be a little self-centered. They can be a little selfish. They can think about what they need to do on the weekend to come down and to relax instead of saying, okay, I'm a husband, I'm a father, you know, and yes, I do work 40 hours, but now what can I do to relax with inside of those walls of the domestic church? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and there's so many people just don't understand. When a minute ago, you said the word prude, and I want to describe that a little bit further. The word prude comes from prudence. Prudence is a virtue, and to be real honest with you, it's a virtue that's been lost since almost the Victorian age, and we need prudence. Prudence teaches us what is good and what is bad. What is what, something we should run from or something we should run toward? Prudence is, is a huge one. As, I, as I've been preparing this, this, this series on the virtues, I don't know how many, how many it's going to be, but it'll be good. Uh, guys, listen, it's going to be really good when we get there. But I've been studying the virtues uh, through the lens of St. Thomas Aquinas um, pretty significantly over the last few months. And prudence is the reason in a hierarchy it's rated number one. It's the most important of the virtues. Because all the other virtues are seen through the lens of prudence. When you have wisdom, yes. prudence is wisdom. You then know what is right, what is wrong, what is prudent to do. Uh, and prudence is, is important in a lot of ways. Um, but one of the ways, I mean, you just think about prudence when you're buying a car. It's just, it's my, can my budget afford this? That's a prudent decision. Can I, should I buy the, the Cadillac or should I buy the Chevy? These are, these are prudent decisions. But prudence is also understanding is my role as a husband, as a father, as a brother, should I be doing X, Y, or Z? Should I be looking at pornography or not? Should I have this drink or not? Should I be doing this at work or not? Those are guided by the virtue of prudence. So not a tangent I thought we'd be going on, but I think it's, uh, I think it's worthwhile, Tim. No, it's just like, do I go out and golf and have two beers with my friends, or do I go out and drink a 12-pack and get smashed and then stop at the bars on the way home? I mean, prudence yes. would say, you know, yes, yes, have a couple of beers with your buddies, but you don't need to take it to the next step. That's prudent. Yeah. And I think that one of, if there's one call I'm going to have over the next few months is rediscovering the sense of sin and rediscovering prudence and, and working at, at prudence. Because again, I, 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 the more I study, the more I realize that that needs to be the key uh, for us as men's society is to rediscover this virtue of prudence and then have it dictate and, and, and run through the rest of our lives. All right. So, I see examples of the sin of pride so often. I think that's sure. fairly um, fairly prevalent in today's society. We already mentioned the sin of lust. I, I think sloth is a big one, spiritual sloth. You mentioned not going to church. People just not showing up to mass. Tim, I mentioned at the end of my show last week, and I'll mention it again. I think spiritual sloth is big time during COVID. I mean, I think we are losing people. People are losing their prayer lives. They can, they can say, well, I, I don't have to go to Mass. It's not, you know, the, the bishop said I don't need to be there. Well, the bishop gave a dispensation. That's mostly due to the fact that some people shouldn't be going. 
but a lot of people should be going. And I think there's a big amount of spiritual sloth um, that's going on today. People's prayer lives are down because of this. Um, and that's just, those are having a, you know, being slothful in, in the spiritual life and in the physical life, that's a sin. Um, that's something that yes, it is. we need to be, you know, again, God, first commandment, I am your God. There should be no other gods beside me. You're supposed to be worshiping God. Yes, and what happens, obviously, is so many times when we're in a state like we are in COVID, the majority of us should, you're exactly right, we should be in church. You know, he left that rule out there with that acceptance. And obviously what that has to do with is with people that are, you know, that have a situation of health um, situation or that might have some other deals that they're fighting with. Um, but the majority of us, there's no reason that we're not back in church. We need the blessed sacrament. I mean, yes, we can have the readings and we can get a lot, but we cannot receive the blessed sacrament. And we can't literally live forever without it. We have to have, we must have it. There's also the, there's also the spiritual sloth, or there's also the physical sloth. I mean, people, the, 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 and this, <laughs> it was hard to be lazy uh, before 1800. I mean, you constantly had to be working uh, in order to provide for your family, to provide for yourself. With the advent of obviously technology and industrial revolution, the, the amount of leisure time we have, the idea of boredom has come into our lexicon. Uh, and it's easy to, to f- fall into spirit, to physical sloth as well. So those are things that we are not called to do. Um, the sin of anger is what I see oftentimes with men. Um, I know myself, I've got a, a short fuse that I have to, I have to control. Um, and then we, we talked about alcohol and drugs. So there's, the list goes on. But Tim, what are the things that people are coming to you most for? And then what are some of the recommendations uh, and so maybe some of the success stories you're seeing to help people who are trapped in a cycle of sin? It's mostly addiction. And what I mean by addiction, it's not just always porn addiction. It might be drug addiction or alcoholic addiction or food addiction or some type of addiction. And it's, um, they don't see a way out. They, you know, in the beginning, they don't see it as a sin. And then they commit, they convince themselves that it, it really isn't a sin. And then before they know it, they're so far lost, they, they don't know how to come out of that hole. And, um, you know, and a lot of times people are just too proud to ask, you know, men especially are, are too proud to ask. So how, how does one get from that place of rock bottom uh, and, and get themselves out of there? Well, unfortunately, sometimes they do have to hit rock bottom. Other times they have the fortunate blessing of God that um, all of a sudden somebody comes along in their path and they lead them to somebody else who can intervene, somebody who can um, ask the right questions, somebody who can um, um, just lead them to the, the reality that they do need God, that they do need help. What does it look, I mean, so I, I struggle, I mean, I'm thinking about, I'm a guy here listening, I've got an issue, and I, and God knows that I'm, I'm sincere in trying to get out of this issue. What are those next steps? What, I mean, what does it look like? if I've, I've struggled with it, I've prayed about it, um, what, what are the options for me? They have to take action. I mean, it will not solve itself. It, it will not ever be answered. It will never be overcome. They have to take the step. I mean, they can pray all day long, but until they pray and take the step, and the step might be picking up the phone. The step might be admitting it to their wife. The step might be admitting it to their buddy. The step might be calling the priest and saying, hey, can I sit down and have a cup of coffee with you? The step might be telling their boss at work that they need help but they have to take a step. Otherwise it's going to sit there in this neutral position 
and it's never going to get recognized. And if it doesn't get recognized and admitted, well, then the help, you can't get help. Yeah, there's, there's no way that so the idea of an accountability partner uh, is, is a, just, it's so important. And I think people need to rediscover uh, finding brothers in Christ who can help them, um, people who can hold them accountable for what they're trying to get better at. Because we're always trying I – mean, if we're not trying to get better, that's a problem. Uh, two of the other uh, – well, now we'll talk about all four virtues today, but I think it's really important in this conversation, the, the, the virtues of temperance and of fortitude. So temperance is, is you know, being – having the – controlling uh, the, the lust of the flesh. But then fortitude is having the ability to strive nobly towards that goal. And so, Tim, what you're talking about there is you, you can't just want something or be, have the prudence to know you to do it. You've got to have the fortitude to, to do it, to actually yeah. action. Yeah, let me give you a, a, a concrete example. Maybe that might help the listeners a little yes. bit better. You know, if a person, um, I, I deal with this all the time, but if a person will come to me and they'd be honest and they'd say that, you know, they're having, either they're addicted to porn or they're having some troubles with porn or they might have a, flirtation with porn or whatever, however they want to describe it, um, what they need is a couple of things. Well, first of all, they, they say, well, we have, I prayed, prayed many times and it, it doesn't stop. Or, um, you know, I've tried many times to cut it cold turkey and I can't. Well, what they need is a couple of things. There's a combination. One is that we obviously do need to pray. Two is that they need to be prayed over and prayed with. And three, they need to be held accountable. So what I do is I send up a, accountability partners and I have them text every single day uh, a new number so it might be today's number nine for somebody and what i mean by that is it's been nine days since they've gone without porn and they've gone uh without masturbation um, or they've been nine days without smoking weed or it's been nine days since they've had a beer or whatever it may be but every single day you can't let it go because the minute you let one day pass you have to be accountable each and every day I had a gentleman last week that hit his uh, 365th day. So, I mean, I have people awesome. all day long dinging, you know, just dinging. And, uh, <laughs> and I had, a, you know, my phone's constantly dinging. So I'm looking for other people to hold people accountable. So if anybody wants to volunteer. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, and I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's really important. It's something I, you know, I used accountability partners for many things in the past. And even if it's, it's simple as like, am I being a good husband? You know, it, it doesn't, obviously for addictions, yeah, it's more serious, but even things like being accountable to a person to say, hey, how are you being, are you, are you treating your wife well? Are you treating your kids well? Are you being patient? Um, we need accountability in all aspects of our lives. And I'll, I'll just end it with one last thing, Tim. And I mentioned this at the men's conference talk, but some people are in a cycle of sin where they need to seek professional help. They have to seek yeah. professional help. Um, I, I liken it to the ski slopes. You know, if you take a sled down a hill once on powder, it's not going to totally engrave a path. If you take that same sled down that same path a thousand times, you've got a huge path that's going to be hard to break. And that's the way it is with, with any addiction. And if you've done it so many times, uh, your brain needs to be rewired and you, and you should seek professional help. Um, but I think, Tim, where you, what we've talked about today is a good starting point for many, many people. Um, and I, I appreciate you coming on and, and helping us to, to dive into this because it's it is life or death, Tim. This is life or death stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you're on the front lines helping out. Well, the thing is, they just, the thing that everybody must do is admit it. Just simply admit that they have a problem and they need help. Yeah. Tim, appreciate your time today. You bet, man. It's always good talking to you, Joe. Stick around. We'll head to a short break and we'll be right back.
What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. My thanks again to Tim Jamison. Two weeks back-to-back in a row uh, with Tim. Uh, a pleasure to have him on. I Honestly, one of my favorite people in the entire world. You know, After last week's episode, I'm sure a lot of you were like, who is this guy and what are some of these crazy things that he has seen? Um, and he is a normal awesome guy. He is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, just a joy to be around, but God's given them very special spiritual gifts. Uh, the New Testament tells us over and over again, these things will happen. Jesus told us these things will happen. Tim mentioned it last week. You will be able to do them in my name when I send the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And Tim does them, and he's been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's, uh, it's just a joy and a privilege of mine to be able to see these things, things I never thought I'd be able to experience. I've uh, gotten to see firsthand in my life through Tim, uh, through God working through Tim. Next week, we're going to have on Father P.J. McManus. Again, as I mentioned earlier, this 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 topic of getting out of cycles of sin, uh, it's it's all related, right? So the, the talk last week with Tim uh, around the demons and, and devils and hell, getting stuck in a cycle of sin, and these are all related types of things. Uh, and so what can we do in our own life to get out of these cycles. Again, as, as Tim mentioned, and I'm sure we'll talk about next week, but the, the sacrament of confession, how how blessed we are to have that. But also the examinations of conscience, right? Just just having that every day examine prayer in your life where you're, you're examining, what have I done today? What do I need to do tomorrow to be better? And then coming up with a game plan to do it. So again, my thanks to Tim Jamison for joining me these last two weeks. We will have Father PJ on next week to continue the conversation. Thank you again for joining me on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, and it's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.